So yes, all of these chemicals, they have two things in common that make them interesting for me to study. One, they can ultimately come from natural rock sources in groundwater. And two, they are relevant to human health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the In Our Backyard podcast with your host, Jen Galler. This is the Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League's podcast, where I discuss environmental issues that are happening right in our backyards. This episode, I talk with Rachel Coit, who is a PhD student at Duke University and who's the leading author of the last two papers on the occurrence of hexavalent chromium and other contaminants in the groundwater in North Carolina. Rachel and Dr. Avner Vengosh have been researching and working on testing wells in North Carolina for hexavalent chromium. Hexavalent chromium is a carcinogen made famous by the movie Aaron Brockovich and is far more abundant in drinking water wells in North Carolina than previously thought from a new Duke University study. The study also says about 90% of the wells they sampled had detectable levels of hexavalent chromium, and in many cases, the contamination is well above recommended levels for safe drinking water, but their analysis clearly shows that it's derived from a natural source. The drinking water standard for chromium in the United States is 100 parts per billion. This is based on an assumption that most chromium contained in drinking water is composed of a less toxic form known as trivalent chromium. Only California has set a statewide standard of 10 parts per billion for the much more toxic hexavalent form. The bottom line is that they need to protect the health of North Carolinians from the naturally occurring threat of hexavalent chromium, while also protecting them from harmful contaminants such as arsenic and selenium. With Rachel, we talk about the effects of hexavalent chromium, where it's found, if it's man-made or naturally occurring, if it can be filtered, and how people can protect themselves. To contact and connect with Rachel will be in the show notes below, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. I'm with Rachel Coit, who is a PhD student at Duke University, who is the leading author of the last two papers on the occurrence of hexavalent chromium and other contaminants in the groundwater in North Carolina. So just to start out, what is hexavalent chromium? And could you give like a little bit of background information on it? So chromium is an element that occurs in nature. And in groundwaters, it occurs primarily in two oxidation states, the trivalent form or chromium-3 or the hexavalent form, chromium-6. So it's just, it's two different flavors of chromium that you see. Trivalent chromium is an essential nutrient for people, whereas hexavalent chromium is a known carcinogen. And then, so where is it occurring in North Carolina? Like, is it throughout North Carolina or is it in like a specific area? We have found hexavalent chromium throughout North Carolina, but The largest problems are in the Piedmont. Piedmont, okay. And so what gives off this chemical? Just like, where does it come from? So the ultimate origin of this chemical for most of the cases in North Carolina is going to be geogenic. When I say geogenic, I mean that it's naturally occurring. It's coming from the rocks. Different conditions within the aquifer make it more soluble or less soluble. Okay, so it's naturally produced. So yeah, that goes into the next question, which is what kind of health effects does this have to both the environment and then like human health? So that's a really great question. And unfortunately, we don't have a simple answer. It's been known for many years that inhalation of hexavalent chromium is very carcinogenic. And there's been a lot of research in this area. But the literature for ingestion of hexavalent chromium through drinking water 
is a lot patchier. And this is reflected in our regulatory standards. For example, the US EPA doesn't regulate hexavalent chromium separate from total chromium, and they have a limit of 100 micrograms per liter. However, the state of North Carolina has set a health advisory level, which is supposed to be a representative of the level at which you have a one in one million chance of getting cancer over a 70 year lifespan if you drink this chemical regularly. And their limit is 0.07 micrograms per liter. So that's a huge difference. So this is coming up in people's drinking water, correct? So in North Carolina, we were only able to find one example of drinking water above the EPA standard, that 100 micrograms per liter standard, but the North Carolina health advisory level is pretty frequently violated throughout the state. Is this just a problem in North Carolina or is it in other parts of the country? Absolutely. No, it's definitely a problem in other parts of the country. California is probably the best studied example where they have extremely high concentrations of hexavalent chromium in parts of the state and in public water systems as well as private water systems. But it's something that can occur throughout the United States. And there are examples in Oklahoma, many states. This is not just a North Carolina problem and probably throughout the Piedmont as well. So then is it just mainly research that you're doing on this? So it's hexavalent chromium and then are there names to the other contaminants that are coming up along with this? So my research in this particular area has focused on some of the most common types of geogenic contaminants. So the first paper was about hexavalent chromium in North Carolina specifically. But the second paper looked at chromium, arsenic, vanadium, and uranium. Arsenic is probably the best known geogenic contaminant in the world. It's responsible for one of the largest mass poisonings in history in Bangladesh. But we also have some in North Carolina, particularly around Unioni, where we have some, and Orange County has some higher concentrations as well. So yes, all of these chemicals, they have two things in common that make them interesting for me to study. One, they can ultimately come from natural rock sources in groundwater. And two, they are relevant to human health and are thought to have some sort of negative effect on human health or known to have some sort of negative effect on human health in the case of arsenic. Yeah, that's really interesting. Since it is naturally occurring, is there any way to prevent this or maybe like filter it out? For individuals who are concerned about their drinking water, probably the best option is some sort of filtration, depending on what type of contaminants you have. It's just really interesting to me that this is naturally occurring from rocks. So certain types of rocks are going to be more likely to produce certain types of water chemistries. And if we're speaking specifically about chromium, vanadium, uranium, chromium and vanadium are most known to occur in mafic rocks and ultramafic rocks. So throughout the Piedmont, we have interspersed metamorphosed mafic and mostly mafic formations that might be hosting these elements. For uranium specifically, granitic formations are known to be a big problem. And if you look in eastern, I believe, Wake County in the Roseville Granite, that's where we have some of our highest uranium concentrations in the state. Okay. And then how did the research on this come about? So the interest in the state in vanadium and chromium in particular came about when the state started monitoring water quality around coal ash ponds. I believe this was back in 
2015. And they found all of these wells with high concentrations of hexavalent chromium and vanadium, higher than the state epidemiologist's office thought was safe for human consumption. And so they sent a bunch of do not drink letters to residents who then obviously got quite concerned about their water quality. The assumption at that point, because these were found close to coal ash ponds, was that it was coming from coal ash. But later research revealed that this is most of the time going to be a geogenic problem and not related to human contamination. Though it absolutely is possible that contamination can cause elevated levels of hexavalent chromium vanadium. We have a case, I believe, in off a Coast Guard station, and I want to say Elizabeth City in North Carolina, where there's a plume of hexavalent chromium in the groundwater from human contamination. So how have you been like conducting all of your research and the process for that? So we started this research by basically asking homeowners if they would like well testing. We received a grant from the National Science Foundation to conduct this testing, and so we were able to offer homeowners free well water testing. It was difficult at first to get people interested, but once we were able to get within the communities a little bit better, we were getting more respondents. And so we mostly relied on the communities, churches, other places of worship to let us into their homes and businesses and places of worship to collect well samples. Okay, wow. What kind of reactions did you get from those people when you asked them to do that? Were they afraid? Were they kind of skeptical? I guess just what was the overall reactions? Reactions were a mixed bag, I would say. Some people sought us out, which was quite nice. Other people were worried that well tests might reveal a problem and cause problems for their home values, even though we keep all of our testing information private. And so if I had tested your well, you couldn't go to our paper and say, okay, now I see that this particular well has this concentration of hexavalent chromium. Everything is kept confidential and is, is anonymized well enough for publication so that homeowners don't have to worry about that. But that is a concern for, for some people is that if there is found to be a problem, it could hurt their home value. And a lot of people, once they got their results back wanted more information about what the actual risks were, which goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier, how there is this gap between states' recommendations and the federal government's recommendations, and there is some confusion about what it actually means to have a certain concentration of hexavalent chromium in your water. After your research is conducted, what are you hoping to get out of it? Regulations from the state or maybe even take it to the federal government? So at this point, we've published two papers on the issue, and I hope that it does raise awareness of the issue as a whole, but also of the the issue in gaps between regulatory standards and health standards, and maybe promotes more research in that area, especially in the possibility of co-occurring contaminants. So for example, your well may have both vanadium and chromium that exceed health advisory levels. And there's this well-known phenomenon known as the uh, mixture effect. So it's possible that having vanadium and chromium together could lead to different health problems than just having vanadium or chromium, if that makes sense. And so this phenomenon has been understudied in common geogenic contaminants and inorganic contaminants. And so I'd like to see more research being done on that area. Yeah, yeah, definitely 
with the two papers, just making people aware. And then is there anything else that we didn't cover that you would like to say or talk about? North Carolina, I believe, has the second largest population on private well water in the United States. We have a very large population, regardless, that is drinking groundwater as their primary source of drinking water. And if you are a private well owner, you don't necessarily know what is in your drinking water. And so something that would be nice is if there were expanded programs in the state for well water testing for individuals, particularly low-income individuals. I grew up in North Carolina and had a well growing up, and we never had any quality tests done on our well. And that's the case for millions of other North Carolinians, and that's a shame. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, it's something that I think could be done with everything that's going on, because there's also the PFAS and other stuff going on in the area of North Carolina. Exactly, exactly. No, all of the PFAS work is hugely important as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point, just getting all the wells tested for any kind of chemical that could be going on Mm because it's affecting everyone's health or could affect everyone's health. Well, great. And then if people want to contact or connect with you, where can they do so? I can be reached at R as in Rachel, M as in Mary, C as in Coit, 33 at duke.edu, rmc33 at duke.edu. Thank you so much to Rachel for sharing your experience and research on hexavalent chromium and other contaminants. A correction that Rachel said is that North Carolina had the second highest number of private wells, but is actually the fourth highest number of private well users in the country. I'm also going to link the two articles that Rachel was the lead author to below, along with articles on geogenic contaminants, North Carolina health standards, and well water testing. Tune in next Friday for a new episode and have a good week, everyone.